Hey, I'm Lionel. And I'm Tracy. We're married. We've been together for more than a decade this go-round. Yeah, we've been at this relationship off and on for 40 years. But now we want to talk to you about love and marriage in a day where that's not represented too often. Yeah, we aren't experts or anything, just two people trying to make it work. So join the conversation, will you? We're back. <laughs> yes, we're back. The dreams for your ticket out. We better stop, though, because there'd probably be some, um, what do you call it, copyright infringement claim as a result of us singing more than one line. That was one of my favorite shows. Welcome really? back, Carter. Yeah. I never watched that show. Well, I'm an actor, but the character work was just phenomenal. You could tell back then that John Travolta was going to be something and someone big. Really? Yeah. It was interesting. It's so interesting to me how much you like pop culture stuff Mm -hmm. that you know Mm -hmm. that I just never got to. Because I would think, if you ask me, I would say that I was very pop culture knowledgeable. but Or I thought I was very pop culture knowledgeable. But... And you're only a year older than me, but like the stuff, the TV you got to, well, maybe you're really more like a year and a half, but still, it's like the stuff that you got to, it's like, I don't even know these shows. Hey. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I don't Come know. Come on. Name. Happy I know, Days, I, Fonzarelli. Oh, right. Arthur Fonzarelli. Yeah. I did Pinky know Tuscadero. Pinky Tuscadero. <laughs> My mom told me that I wanted to be Pinky Tuscadero really bad. Oh, yeah? Yes. That's funny. I don't remember why. I don't remember that at all. Hmm. But you know what is interesting about that? Hmm. I do remember thinking about that show, being very confused about its filming. Mm -hmm. Because I remember thinking, so wait a minute. This show is set in the 50s, but these people are young now. So it's not possible that they were young in the 50s. What sorcery is this? (laughs) Like, I remember being like, there's no way, this makes no sense. Yeah. That's I know. Funny. I, w- I wish I could not figure out how old I was then, but, I mean, I think it says a lot about my personality that that was my concern. I'm a 70s kid. Hell, my birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday to me. Oh, Jesus. You know, hell, Jefferson's. Nope. All in the family. Nope. I hated All in the Family. Archie was Archie boy. Now, again, character work. But you know what? We didn't watch TV as a family. Mm. Like, that was not a family activity. Well, we didn't watch TV as a family either. My cousins and I did, but... I don't ever remember watching TV as a family. Ever. Oh, man. We were... My cousins and I would be so happy when we didn't have to go to church for whatever reason on Sunday night, because then we got to watch the Jeffersons. We got to watch uh, All in the Family, I think, was on at that time, same time, or right after or before. You know, you're giving me a lot of insight into your television now. And maybe I should be a little less... Although, in my defense, I have to say that I think you see my complaints about television being, like, limiting for you without recognizing how intrusive it is for me. Like, I did not grow up watching a lot of TV. So 
the TV being on as background noise, it doesn't sound like background noise. To me, it sounds like someone is literally standing there just screaming and just talking really loud, and it's super annoying. And waking up to that is a really unpleasant... You know what it reminds me of? You know how when they showed um, the army? And they're like, That's what it feels like. Like, Yeah, it feels like I'm waking up to that. And I'm like, what the hell? And then to try to go to sleep to the same thing, it's like... That's not relaxing. But whenever you talk about TV, you talk about being with relatives, being enjoying yourself. I don't have that as a TV. Well, again, it was me, my cousins and I. So you imagine three kids the same age watching, you know, Dukes of Hazard on Friday, the A-Team. I mean, are you serious? I did watch the A-Team with my parents. That I do remember. We watched the A-Team. And my parents liked the A-Team because nobody died in the A-Team. Yeah. But I I cannot remember any other show that I besides things that I watched alone like Sesame Street and The Electric Company and um, I watched The Price Is Right and My Babysitters because my dad said I would come home and be like come on down and you be like what the heck yeah, that's crazy so I would watch Knots Landing with my mom nope. Um, I wasn't allowed Dynasty, to watch that. I wasn't allowed to watch Dallas. that. I was not allowed to watch that. Oh my gosh! Uh, but see, I was allowed to watch it because it was just my mother and I. So right. she needed a, 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 a road dog to watch TV. Right. With. And so, but I know, was allowed to Falcon's read Falcon's Crest. I was allowed to read. I read as well everything. But while you were watching, my mom would be watching those shows, but I wouldn't be in the room with her watching TV, and I didn't have a TV in my room, yeah. so I'd be reading. So I'm not, it's not criticizing of you, Didn't but it's just, it sick. well, then why are you like, I read as well. And we digress. Today's topic is chilling. Chilling? Chilling, the children. Oh, I was like, I thought that today's topic was chilling. And I'm like, I could talk about chilling all day. Well, you are on spring break. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I know. Yesterday, I was at work literally from 9 I, my normal work day starts at 9.30. Mm-hmm. I was there at 9. So I was there 30 minutes earlier than my normal work day. Mm-hmm. I did not take a break. I mean, I went to the bathroom a couple times. But I literally sat at that desk from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. with two potty breaks. Ball and chain, babe. Ball and chain. But I have to say, which I'm, it's kind of embarrassing or weird to say, I was actually enjoying myself. Because most of the work that I could get done, I could get done a lot of stuff because nobody was there. Right. And so I was just cranking out. And it just, it felt like achievement. I really didn't want to leave. I wanted to be like, I could just stay here indefinitely. <laughs> like, if there. As long as this quiet. <laughs> right? It felt good. So I also want to preface this podcast, or not preface it, but I also wanted to say my nickname is Butch. Because for people who may not know, we introduced you, Tracy, you're Tracy. I call you Trace. Right. And I introduce myself as Lionel. Right. But you don't call me Lionel. Oh. Right. Good point. So. Since I can see it, that could be confusing. <laughs> Did I just call you Butch? No, but it was in my mind. Um, if This being, what, the third or fourth, what, the third podcast? Can you believe so, that we've actually made three podcasts? I can't. Up top. All right, so we're going to talk about kids. Yeah, so in 1972, I was born. My mom was watching Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, I don't know, two, three years later, and fell in love with the name Butch. And so instead of calling me Lionel, 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 she called me Butch. 
from Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Which, it does not fit you at all. What, like as a Lionel as a doesn't? nickname, no. Well, here's the thing. I don't think I ever knew your name was Lionel until basically we got married. <laughs> I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't remember knowing your name was Lionel. You I, never met me as Lionel. But I like so. I've been trying to figure out like when I found out. I don't remember your name being Lionel in high school. It was. But I guess people I guess other people must have called you Lionel. They did. But maybe not You I, wouldn't have because again, I met you I was four, you were right, three. So right, right, right. You didn't meet me as you met me in a family sort of setting. Right. So family and close friends know me as Butch. But Butch does not I mean, I feel like that's your name. So it's hard for me to imagine you with a different name. And I only call you Lionel when I'm really, really angry. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But in terms of nicknames, I don't know that that nickname really fits you. Okay. Like in terms of temperament and personality, Mm -hmm. you're actually kind of a mushball and not a butch. Like butches seem like they, you know, chew tobacco. Ah, rough, rugged, and raw. Yeah, like they chew tobacco and... You know, spit the spittoon. Yeah, that seems like a butch. (laughs) Right. But you're not really the type. Although I guess at this stage, nothing you would do would really surprise me. I would not be 100% shocked if you picked up some disgusting habit like that. But um, yeah, that's not the point. Children. Children. So we have two children. And... My friend Kelly says that it makes her feel some kind of way when I say I have two children because our first kid, who's 12, uh, is the result of your first marriage. And she said, I, in spite of the fact that I'm a wonderful bonus mom, which is the term that I prefer, I'm not his mother. And that I should not say that I have two kids. I should say that I have one kid, and I'm a bonus mom. Which, I just disagree. Although I understand where she's coming from, I just fundamentally disagree with the notion. Because now that I've had a bonus kid and a bio kid, I know for a fact that I don't feel different. And the 12-year-old has actually said to me that he's wondered if I was if he was my favorite because there I'm different with him than I am with his younger brother and I said you know perhaps the real difference is is that I feel that there's three other people making decisions whereas with our 4-year-old there's really only although there are three people making decisions right my too. mother's <laughs> in there <laughs> Uh, but I mean, realistically, I mean, on paper, at least he only has one set of parents. And so with, with the older child, I feel like he has, you know, four parents. And so I'm probably not as, excuse me, definitive in my decision-making because there's nobody to answer to. But I feel like if I did something, if I made a decision, for example, around discipline or or conversely even around giving him things that if I just did it without asking that that could be problematic and so I'm more cautious I parent him more cautiously than I parent 
our younger kid, but he still feels like mine. Yeah, I, I don't think that you would have to be cautious about anything like that because you also have a direct line to his mother. And, you know, it, it would seem to me that if there were any problems with you giving him something or disciplining him or whatever, you know, that, that direct line would be in use. One, both ways, yeah. on both sides. You know? She once told me that if you and I split up, that I could still see him. Which I was like, that is really... Like, she and I, I would not describe us as having a good relationship, but it meant a lot to me that she recognized, you know, that I love him. He's like my, he is, he is not. He I is your child without being, yeah. without you giving him birth. Yeah, I, like that's I, my I kid. And even his, his temperament and personality, I think, are more like me than our four-year-old. I feel like the 12-year-old is... More like you. More like me. So years more like me. He wakes up on twenty. Oh my god. <laughs> Stays on twenty. <laughs> I mean, I wish, like, if I had my, if I could just go to the bathroom by myself, that would be awesome. <laughs> if I could just go to the bathroom by myself. Uh, but I do see in the the baby something I don't see in our older kid, which is a profound attachment to me. Mm-hmm. That. Like, he wants to smell my skin. He wants to be physically close to me. He, uh, our older child was never like that. Even though he, I came into his life that he remembers around that time, like three. I think he doesn't, he, he did not, he's not physically attached to me, but the younger one is. And, um, but it could also be that one is a cuddler and the other wasn't. Well, I also attribute that to the younger one, you know, being premature, um, being born at the 24th week. It, it's crazy because, you know, he was born one pound, 11 ounces, fit in the palm of my hand, his whole body. And you have to remember as well that he didn't have any real skin to skin to skin contact yeah. for I don't know it was like a month yeah it was like a month you know and then when he did we we had to wear gloves and yeah and it's interesting because even now you know he'll wake up and I try to make it a habit to be up when he's up or before he gets up and he'll get up and he'll I'll cuddle him and he'll start running his hand down my shirt Rubbing his hands on my nipples. I'm like, man, I don't have anything down there. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, but it's it's the it's the skin to skin contact. Yeah. Or he'll lift my shirt up and put his head on the side of my, on my stomach and it's you know it's the skin to skin contact that he uh, this is what I make up, is that, that he He's so didn't pooky. really get He is, he is. So when you were before you got married the first time. Did you imagine yourself having children? I did. I did imagine having children. Do you have enough children? I do. <laughs> I do have enough children. You don't have fantasies about having more kids? I don't. Really? Really. Not even really. a little bit? Not even a little bit. Did you have fantasies before you had children about being a dad? Yes, I did. I mean, I thought about it. What kind of father would I be? How um, attached to my kids would I be? What role would I play in their life? There were tons of questions. I had no interest in children for most of my life. 
Muggsy is the first... Oop, I didn't mean to say his name. Oh, well. He was the first... Although, that's not his real name. But... (laughs) Right. That's the AKA. His alias. (laughs) He was the first baby I'd ever known. I mean, he wasn't a baby, but he was a toddler. He was the first toddler. I never babysat, so I never had that, like, you know... He's the first diaper I ever changed was his, which is so weird now mm-hmm. to like look at him and be like, "I changed, I your, changed diaper. your diaper." Like, this is sound really like gross. Five inches taller than you, <laughs> at least more than that for sure. Yeah. Like, I think about it. Buttholes are private, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not something you just casually see in people. Mm-hmm. I the buttholes that I'm familiar with are my children's. So it's weird when they're talking crazy to me. And I'm like, do you realize that I've seen your butthole? Do you realize that your poop has been on my shirt? Like, yeah. who are you talking to? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really have kid fantasies. Then I think by the time I got to like high school, late high school, maybe college, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a mom. But it seemed more like a, excuse me, an item on a to-do list. Mm-hmm. More like, okay... Get married, have two kids, da 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 da. But even with Muggsy, I did not really have baby fever. Like I just enjoyed his company, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta have a baby of my own. Right. But then that biological clock stuff was no joke. I was in Target and they had a display with a little black girl with an afro, and I started crying. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, it was so weird. And somebody was like, oh, my God, that happened to me, too. And I was like, so this must be my biological clock. Let's stop it. So that's when I was like. You were destined to have that little girl, huh? Well, we see how that worked out. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. Like, if I had it, I mean, I feel like I could have more kids if. Uh, sort of like uh, what they said in Brokeback Mountain. I'd have more kids if I could afford them. Excuse me. And my dad always says that you never have enough money for children. You, you, If you had more, you'd spend more, right? But I do think like that I would like more children. But not enough to do it. It's more like philosophical. Like I would like there to be, I would like them to already be here. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I want to hold the baby. I want to carry around the baby. I want to watch the baby get bigger. But like a philosophical baby, like not a baby that I actually have to like every day. The actual baby that grows in your stomach. The actual baby that you have to push out. Yeah. You know, and if you're lucky, that. they cut it out. But that's not lucky. Isn't it's not easier to have the no. baby cut out? Well, no. you know what? I I understand that now because it was, it was my abdomen is still messed up yeah, five years it later. It was it was horrifying to just watch them stuff your inside Ugh. back into your stomach. It was, and I thought to myself, well, doesn't that actually have a place to go? You you just <laughs> see like you're stuffing that in the corner somewhere, like I'm packing a a box of clothes or you know a, a junk box where you just pack stuff to make room and you yeah. push it down. Uh, it was like, gee whiz. And you have to think her. they cut through all of the muscles in, in my abdomen. So even now, like, I used to have, I mean, I was never, I always had a strong core. That was always a strong part of my body. And I 
to this day, I'm, I've not recovered and I'm scared. Like when I do a sit up, it feels scary. And I know that I should be doing more, but it, it does not feel like things are right in there mm. at all. Yeah. So. Well, you're still breathing, which is a good sign. Yeah, thank God for that. Which is a good sign. I just, I, I remember before oh you before you had Jameson and we were in the. Why did you say his name? I'm sorry. I can always delete it out. Mm. Pause. So I could remember before <laughs> our son was born and the doctor came in and you were in your room and. I think we were, this had to have been maybe a day or two. Yes, it was probably a day or two before he was born because we had taken you into the hospital and she said the time is now. And so she said, well, your baby may not be able to see, hear, feel. He may be a vegetable. Yeah. I mean, and it it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, Yeah, you actually abandoned me. I had to because I didn't want you to see me break down. I, I mean, it was... It was something that was physically going to happen to you, so I felt like I had to be strong for you because at some point in time, you were going to need me. And if you saw me be weak, what strength are you going to have in me? Hell, you're a weakling. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, so really, it was about maintaining your it own was toxic, mani- it was, it was toxic about, masculinity. It was about ma- maintaining my masculinity to be your support staff. Well, it didn't work. Well. It made me mad. I was like, so you're leaving while they're telling me all these terrible things. The doctor understood, though. She picked up when I got back in. I didn't, wasn't gone forever. Yeah. You know, well, I, it turned out all right. She totally understood. And, you know, I just, it, it's something. And then, you know, it happens. And then he's born and he's so beautiful. You know, it makes me, it makes me, it makes me emotional just talking about it now and like, even though he was no bigger than the palm of my hand, you know, it was one pound, 11 ounces of just pure joy. It's crazy that it's the same person Yeah. that I was like, oh my God, I love you so much that now I'm like, Jameson, do you want to give me my, do you want to give mommy a kiss? And he's like, no, thanks with his hand up. Like, ouch. Yeah. He told me the other night, he was like, I don't want to cuddle tonight, perhaps tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, perhaps tomorrow. Okay, fine. Uh, Perhaps tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, springtime in our house is a crazy time because, like I said, my birthday is tomorrow, March 22nd. And then his birth, the oldest son, is his birthday is April 3rd. And then back behind him comes the youngest one, you know, May 16th. It's just, it's a crazy time. And then we go into the summer, you know. Yeah. It's 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 crazy, but it's fun. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where, especially as a father, I sort of like to do the punishment as quickly as I can because this time for them goes by fast, in a sense, and for us even faster, you know? And I don't know. If you stay on punishment, there are things that you're missing out on. You know, yeah. but at the same time, discipline needs to be, you need to have discipline and you need to maintain discipline. You and I have different notions of what discipline even means. Though. True. That's true. And that's true. I feel like as a parent, my number one goal is to make my children decent, 
community members. Agreed. So that means a good husband, good father, good friend, good colleague. That's my job. And if we don't teach them, I, I think you believe, and maybe this is an indicator. I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say to this. I think you believe that it happens no matter what. Whereas I believe if you don't actively intervene, people turn out terribly. No, I agree. You have to actively intervene, but I also look at it like it all depends on what the situation is because young boys are very different than young girls. So preteen boys are very different than preteen girls. There are things that boys do that are totally different than girls. You could tell, you could almost say to a girl, a young girl, you know, daddy's disappointed in you and that would crush her world. You know, or mommy's disappointed in you. Oh, and it I, might, I it disagree. Might, I it think would crush her world, but it would... It I think would, that, the, I mean, you and I have talked about this before, is that not in a mean way, I'm not attacking you, just saying that you have grown up in a sexist society and you have ideas about womanhood that are formed through the lens of sexism. And this idea that women are inherently more given to crying, inherently more... I don't think it's true. I'm not saying that they're... Right, but you just said that if you say to a little girl to crush her world, based on what are you coming to that conclusion? I guess I'm looking at it if it's a daddy's girl, if she's a daddy's girl and her dad says to her, I'm disappointed in you, she's devastated. She, you don't have to, you don't have to discipline her anymore because now she's thinking, oh my but God, I don't, my But dad. that's not engendered. Okay. In the same way that I would say yesterday when we had a challenging conversation with the 12-year-old, did you notice he started to cry when I said I no longer believed him because we've caught him in some lies? Mm -hmm. That's what made him cry. He didn't cry because everything else we said was no tears. But as soon as someone said to him, how does it feel to have the person that was always in your corner who always believed say that, that they no longer believe you. How does that feel? He could barely get the words out. So that is the exact same behavior that you just described to, to women. That's not engendered. It hurts when somebody who had that, it hurts to have someone no longer have confidence in you or not trust you or be disappointed that you want to have trust in you or confidence in you and not be disappointed. That has nothing to do with gender. Do you believe me? I see your argument. Oh, boy. So anyway, that that's my goal is to make him make them both ensure that they are decent human beings. Although my friend Jennifer said the other day, she was like, you know, realistically, most people are going to turn out all right. Like, you don't have to, like, worry so much that they're not going to be OK. And that that was an interesting perspective to have. I was like, Really? She was like, yeah, like, because I used to be really worried about potty training. She's like, he's not going to be uh, using a diaper at 12. Like, mm. he's going to work it out. Like, there's no reason to worry. Like, who cares if it's two, three or four? Like, what difference does that make? Especially when their reward is an M&M or an Oreo. I mean, they'll make, sure, they'll make sure they go to the potty and they will make sure you know that they went to the potty. Yesterday, the little one said to me, he was like. I made poop in the toilet for you. Now may I have an Oreo? And I was like, dude, 
you are too old to be coming back to this. And I think he was just like, I want an Oreo. Too old or too young. I mean, come on now. <laughs> you told me if I make poop, you'll get an Oreo. Yeah. So I made poop for you so that you will give me the Oreo. Right. Isn't this how it works? I thought we had an understanding here. You know, I, I thought I we... I was like, we're over that. We've been done with this for like six months. No, we haven't. You've been <laughs> over it for like six months. He's looking forward to that Oreo. I know. I have regrets. You what set, am I going to do? You set the parameters. I guess I did. No. I guess I did. Well, that was a nice little conversation we had. Today. I feel like you're rushing me. Why are you rushing me? Well, I... Not really rushing you. I feel like you're rushing me. Don't rush me. <laughs> I might want to say something else. Uh, well, what else would you like to say? Something else. How about that? You said it. And on that note. Bye, Butch. Bye, Trace. I'm ready to celebrate. Aries, stand up. Oh, geez. Aries, represent. I, you know, it cracks me up when people say that. Like, what? Aries, stand up. Aries, represent. What you gonna stand up and represent for? You don't because have to tell people. Aries. But I don't have to tell people who I am or what I am. Dude, in this conversation alone, you brought up it was your birthday three times. No one cares. It's only once a year. No one cares. I was coming but, from a client's house one day, or going to a let, client's let house. Let me just point let out. Let me just say my let piece. Let me just say this, and then you say your piece. You just said, why say it at all? When you just told everybody it was your birthday three times. No one cares. They don't care if it's your birthday. I care if it's your birthday. You care if it's your birthday. But they don't care. But now you said Aries represent. All the Aries that are listening are going to be like, yeah, Aries represent. So you were coming from a client's house. <laughs> I was going to a client's house. I was corrected. And we got to talking. And I was like, yeah, my birthday's coming up. And I'm going to be 47. The lady said, What? You look like you're going to be late thir- late 20s, early 30s. No, you don't. I was like, thanks for the compliment. I will take that and run. So you just wanted to work that in, too, so that everybody could be like, you look so young. That was completely unrelated to what we were talking about. But you don't look like you're in your late 20s. You look like... Thank you for listening to 1931, our podcast on love, marriage, and family. We'd like to hear from you. Is there a topic you want us to tackle or a subject you want us to debate? Share it with us. If you're using the Anchor app, it's easy to send a message that we might play in a future episode. You can also connect to us on Patreon. And at Patreon, you can support the podcast with a monthly or a one-time gift. So go ahead and do us a huge favor. Give us a review or rating on your favorite podcast app. Your recommendation will help other people find us. And we're on all the majors like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Please recommend our podcast to a friend. And don't forget to subscribe. We don't want you to miss future episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.